to be good friends But that's all come to an end What's goody everybody? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of We Are the Best of Friends Until We Weren't This is Gabby Scott and today is going to be a little bit different As Amaka, the one from episode two, she came to me with an idea talking about, hey, Gabby, you know, a lot of people are supporting this podcast and supporting you and the idea. Why don't you come on and share your friendship breakup story, but a more dialogue sense so I'm not boring you all to tears talking just by myself for 20 to 30 minutes. So I absolutely love the idea. And so we're kind of going to do a roles reversed episode here. Amaka is back on here with me. She's going to basically be the host today and guide the entire episode so I can share my friendship breakup story. So with that, Maka, go ahead, take over. It's all you. Thanks, Gabby, for having me. What's up, everyone? I'm super excited to hear this story, so let's get straight into it. Gabby, how did you and Riley meet? So Riley and I first met freshman year of high school. We had a PE class together and kind of became close really quickly. Both of us also played volleyball and so she went to middle school with a lot of people on the volleyball team so she kind of integrated me into her group that she had already so it kind of became a whole group thing too um we were super super close like I got really close with her family I would be there at their house all the time she would come over to my house we told each other everything like when one person was sad or whatever we like bring each other Starbucks like kind of just a whole kind of the whole thing like it was definitely kind of like a TV show in that sense too. Um, And so, and also I think what made us really close too is the fact that those years that we were friends were kind of like the coming of age years. Uh We shared a lot of like private conversations that you don't just tell anyone like sexual desires, Uh body insecurities, you know, sexuality, all those things. Uh So very much a best friend kind of relationship. Uh Okay. That sounds cute and deep. So obviously something went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it did. It did. Um, So essentially the friendship breakup is kind of like in three parts. Um, The first one, the first like crack, if you will, was our junior year of high school when all of our friends made varsity volleyball and I didn't make it because of you know, coach, club coach, (laughs) right. So that's not the point today, but, um, so, you know, it's just hard because they were on varsity and making all these memories. I'm on on junior varsity. And so it was a little bit tough at first uh, adjusting to that and everything, but, um, you know, we got past it. It was cool moving forward. Mm -hmm. The rest of the fall semester was fine. Then the second like riff, if you will, was basically what I didn't know then was kind of like the beginning of the end. So the riff was, it was New Year's Eve. And so, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm 17. We want to party, whatever. So that's give it. <laughs> like, right, like have a good time. So yeah. um, on the t- at the time too, I had gotten back into soccer. So I was on the varsity soccer team. The girls were going to this party with a lot of seniors. They're like mixed with juniors too, but definitely a lot of seniors because I was hanging out mainly with the senior girls in the team. Mm-hmm. And Riley and that friend group, they wanted to like chill at home and like play games mm-hmm. and not there's anything wrong with that but like now game nights I'm all for bring out the wine let's play some <laughs> spicy uno whatever I'm cool but then like I just didn't want to do that it was going to be a bunch of couples that we knew weren't going to last and I just like oh. wasn't with it. <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just wasn't with it so 
I just told him, you know, I'm going to go with my soccer girls, whatever. So I go to that party. That was my first time, like, really drinking. So mm-hmm. that just didn't go Sorry, to my <laughs> I know, right. I know. My parents are definitely going to listen to it as well. <laughs> so it was my first time drinking, and I just, you know, I was feeling myself. I drank too much. <laughs> um, essentially, kind of, like, died. So got sick. And I was outside of the house, and I was texting our group chat, like, hey, not feeling well, like, can one of you come pick me up? Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you help your friends with dumb stuff like this, whatever. Yeah, that's and, your Right, so Riley was responding in the group chat, like, no, it's over, like, we're gonna, um, it's, your night is done then, da-da. and they were trying to send one of our friend's moms to come pick me up from the house. Mind you, they weren't, I know there are people who were sober there because they were hella judgmental, people who did drink. So people were mm-hmm. definitely sober at the party and we all drove. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if one of you are going to pick me up, why are you sending a parent? So that yeah. was the first part. And the second thing, they're trying to take me home. Now, my parents did know I was at the party, but let's be real. Like, I was definitely semi-innocent at that time. So it's <laughs> like, they didn't fully know what I was doing or maybe didn't want to believe it, whatever. So I'm like, I'm not yeah. trying to be sent home and being drunk. Like, what? This is very interesting actions from your friends because I feel like normally your friends are on your side and they want to help you out. Like, no one's trying to get you in trouble. Exactly. And she was just so like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't like just totally crazy. I was like, uh-uh, you know what? I rather I literally slept in the car. Yeah, let my me friends die out here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I literally slept in the car and missed the ball drop, whatever, but it was way better than getting like a scolding from my Puerto yeah, Rican mother. That like, could have freaking changed up the whole rest of your time living at home. Right, exactly. So that's how that went. So the next day I Riley and I got in a huge like texting fight and she's just like going off saying how like I don't even like remember now little things she was saying I was just doing all these things and how it was like difficult to like or tiring like be my friend but like all the stuff she's bringing up was like stuff that best friends just like do for each other there's nothing that was just like you're really going out on a huge limb and something I'm like crazy and making you do for me like Mm -hmm. she had her dumb boy stuff I had my dumb boy stuff that we'd like be there for each other for so it was like I literally was reading those text messages like are we even talking about the same friendship because that's how far she was and I remember too kind of saying like an a-hole comment also and being like do you want a cookie because for what you're doing because the thing, right because the thing that she the things that you were listing I was like that's what best friends do what are you talking about and even mm. from hearing like the type of relationship you guys had where you would bring each other starbucks and stuff like that's not a lot of people's relationships. Exactly. Exactly. And if anything, I'm usually the one who really gives to people. So for someone to tell me that like I was taking a lot was Mm -hmm. very, was very weird for me. And so I was basically just over the argument and everything. Cause I was like, I don't want to argue with my best friend. So I got Starbucks again, (laughs) went to her house, like, Hey, don't want to argue. It was cool. Great. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking everything's cool because I'm a, you know, we gonna butt heads, argue, whatever we got to do. And then we move on. I don't like the residue stuff. It's, it's tacky. Yeah, you're definitely not like that at all. <laughs> no, it's, I don't like it. And so on her side, things were definitely still passive aggressive because mm. shortly after the New Year's Eve party, uh, the soccer team and I, we went to Texas for this really big soccer tournament, like playing against some of the best teams in the nation. Our team was doing really well. I was doing well individual, individually. And um, basically, I wasn't hearing anything from back home. I wasn't hearing anything like from the whole the girls, group. 
some of the girls in the group were like reaching out riley was very like yay and that was it but it was like as well as we were doing like we literally beat the number one team in the nation like there was no hype really or anything so i noticed it but i also honestly didn't pay much attention because i was like enjoying my time in texas with the team and so we got back from texas like that friday or saturday my birthday was coming up that monday you know the group and i and this was 18th birthday this was 17th okay yeah yeah. so 16 with a drink okay Okay. so (laughs) 17th birthday and you know we did birthdays really big we would coordinate things everyone put money together get like balloons desserts usually some little small creative gift whatever so like we did it big and like it was doing the most yeah you guys were a litty little group yeah (laughs) the extra And I was cool with it though, because I love celebrating birthdays. So fine. So, you know, I'm excited to see my girls. I haven't seen in a few days after mm-hmm. traveling. It's gonna be my birthday. I got my outfit picked out. You know, because that was yeah. a big deal for the pictures. <laughs> exactly. So, I go to school Monday. I park my car in the parking lot, and the group is walking up to up, up to me, and they're smiling. So I'm smiling, and then my smile starts to like, kind of go away because they approach me. I don't see like any balloons or anything whatever i'm like okay don't be like extra don't be <laughs> yeah like but then but then and this is basically the third riff by the way just okay, to cool. say they riley hands me a watermelon now like the help the people store? yes so now how to help people's interpretation one i like watermelon but it's not like it's one of my favorite foods i don't like dream about watermelons so like, it's not that serious and yeah, honestly the whole time we've been friends like watermelon is not a big deal at all that's what i'm saying <laughs> and two like when i told one of the girls from the group recently actually literally this past january about that story like reminding her like she was mortified because she kind of got the underlying dig that mm-hmm. riley was trying to take at me so i was just like what what the hell is this and mm-hmm. so I find, so I get that. And then another friend well, of can ours. Can you explain the underlying dig for people who don't know what you look like? So I'm black. <laughs> I'm black and Puerto Rican. Um, obviously there's jokes, you know, or not jokes, but like um, stereotypes where it's like mm-hmm. black people love like watermelon, Kool-Aid, grape juice, mm-hmm. whatever, grapes mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like, she never said that, but it was very, very obvious Mm-hmm. And so I don't think, I don't, wouldn't say she was being racist, but I think she was just trying to make a joke that was really, really mean. And she was trying mm-hmm. to be mean. So that was just like it for me. And so I talked to this other girl in our group, Alana, and she gave me a card and she would explain to me, she's like, Hey, like I was trying to set up everything for your birthday. And Riley texted me and saying, Hey, no worries. I'll take care of everything, everything together. And then just bring, you bring the card. So Riley literally set it up so mm-hmm. she could play this joke and orchestrate everything behind basically Alana's back and obviously behind mm-hmm. my back and everyone's back because no one really knew it was happening and That's so, so for me, shysty. mad shysty and it's just like that is so mean and so Especially on your birthday it's like the day that means something to your group and she just goes out of her way to basically make you not feel special and yeah and like ruin it essentially so <sighs> that was the last draw for me I was literally it for me I remember going with one of my guy friends and taking the watermelon and we bought some eggs and he had a bat in his car and we literally smashed the watermelon this like open field and the eggs and everything and that was just like the release of the friendship because I was over arguing I was over having discussions and going back and forth I didn't even care anymore I was like I am done Mm -hmm. and that was that was it literally after that day I stopped sitting with them at lunch um, at school 
I was responding to the group chat. Eventually, obviously, no one was texting the group chat, so it was clear another one had mm-hmm. been made, which, you know, once you kicked out of the group chat, you kicked out of the group. Like, <laughs> that's just it's how over. it be. It's over. <laughs> like, you're out. And that was it. I literally just removed myself. Like I said, there was no arguing, nothing. And that was the end of the friendship. I had talked to a few of the girls about it who I kind of made my own friendships with before the group mm-hmm. anyways. And, you know, I told them, I was like, if you, y'all want to be friends, like, with me, that's cool. I'll be friends with whoever wants to be friends, but I'm not fighting for anybody to be my friend anymore. I'm over that. That's right. I'm not about to do all that. <laughs> so that was end of Riley and I's friendship. Dang. Okay. That was, that was definitely an interesting story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> yeah. It was, I'll explain that too in the where are we now and the lessons learned. Okay. Bet, bet. So before we get into that, I have mm-hmm. a couple of questions. Of course. So, you were saying none of the other girls knew about it, so about the birthday kind of situation. So that completely was Riley's idea. What do you think even motivated her to do something like this? Like, do you think it was jealousy? Because hearing the story, it kind of seems like you were doing great. You had these other friends, these older friends, mm-hmm. and you were now like, you know, not always doing the wholesome stuff, you know, trying to kind of you know, mm-hmm. dabble, ex- experience life a little bit. Do you think she was a little bit jealous that she wasn't along on that journey? So it's funny. I literally had to like type or tap into my memory bank of why she would do this. But now I know one of the main things was, so the goalkeeper on my team, she had been dating or at least like really close friends. I don't know if they had been dating yet. Someone that Riley had been dating in the past. So I know Riley, like that also was another element of it that she was mad because an I was close to the goalkeeper too. And I said, that's y'all's own beef. Like that has nothing to do with me. So that was definitely part of it. Um, I do think it was judgment too, because at the time Riley and the whole group were really against like people partying and drinking and all that stuff, and, like very judgmental of other people. So I think the fact that like, you said that I was getting kind of involved in that even I wasn't drinking just the fact that I was like just out and not just sitting at home all the time or doing like Mm -hmm. basic stuff yeah exactly (laughs) which is cool but it's just like because I wanted to do different things I definitely think there's a jealousy factor and um I think it I think got to a point that maybe she didn't want to be as close with me anymore didn't want me in the group and instead of just saying that I feel like she was making it so that, it was like your choice to leave. Yeah, that eventually oh. I was going to leave. And especially knowing my personality, she knew eventually, like, I'm not going to put up with certain things. And so I think even if I did swallow that and say go past the birthday, I feel like it just would have been such a hell of a friendship that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I literally just would have been terrible. And eventually I would just had to leave because she was just going to probably keep pushing. That's what I think, honestly, her end goal was. Dang, definitely don't respect that passive behavior. No, just tell me that. Just tell me you don't like me. It's yeah, really fine. Straight up, girl. <laughs> we, you can tell me you don't like me. You know, we might have some tension in the hallways, but you don't have to, like, mess up my birthday. Come on. Yeah, and just everything. Like I said, and, like, and she basically, like, kind of turned the group against me, too. So that was, like, another thing we'll get more into for the where they now. But she was also, like, I didn't talk to a lot of the girls, either some of them, because she obviously twisted part of the story, too. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making it her perception of things. And so, yeah, it was a very, like, typical high school movie, like, on Netflix type of situation. Not gonna lie. That is beyond unfortunate. Another question before we get into where are they now and lessons. Mm -hmm. 
So you said you had relationships with these other girls before, you know, it all formed into a group. Why do you think none of them came and spoke to you to hear your side firsthand and just took Riley's perspective? Uh, the girls who really took Riley's side had already been really close to Riley first. Okay. So I think it's kind of like, like you and I, like at the end of the day, if someone, thing. right. If someone new came in, like I'm, I'm always going to at least listen to the other person, but like, you're my writer. So I'm going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of the problem. And like, she was Riley at the time was like, quote unquote, like the leader of the pack, if you will. Yeah, Gabby I definitely Scott. would say that. I would yeah. definitely say that. <laughs> right. Like Gabby Scott don't really get led like that, but we'll just say that she was like, <laughs> that's what. That's so true. Looking back on it, like, yes, I believe I wasn't in the group in high school, but of course, like, I was best friends with Abby, so I was around. I was doing my own thing, too, but definitely Riley was the leader of the group, but as you could hear, Gabby had her own friends, too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think that was really what what it was. Like, they just believed her and went with whatever she said and just didn't even even give me a chance to, like, say what happened or anything. So that was whack, too, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, so now leading in, you talked to one of the other girls recently and told her what was up. She didn't even realize that all this was going on. Like, Mm -hmm. what's up with you and her, you and Alana, the rest of the girls in the group? Yeah, so Riley and I had varsity volleyball together senior year. And that included, like, Alana, the girl I just talked to in January, that included all of our friends pretty much. And so, you know, we got along for what we needed to, like, Riley and I and everything. So... That was fine. We never discussed what happened. We just had normal conversations and went about our days. Like there was no need. Like from both sides, I don't think either of us actually. I know neither of us really wanted to like rekindle the friendships. There was yeah, no okay. point of discussing it again. Um, was out. <laughs> right. So like I said, we kind of, but I did become better with the other girls too, like separate from Riley, because Riley mm-hmm. also got this boyfriend that none of them liked. So that was like creating a rip also. Um, but the funny thing is, well, okay, no, before I say that. So then now Riley and I, she, we have each other on Facebook, but like, who really leads people off who Facebook? Facebook? I don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I don't care. <laughs> it's not even that serious. Right. Exactly. So I don't follow her on anything else, but we have them there. So from what I can see, you know, she's doing her thing in a career in science, whatever, which is awesome. You know, get your coins. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Yes. Please. Um, yeah, so her and I don't talk. I haven't spoken to her in years. I haven't even seen her. Um, and now the funny part is, though, all the girls that she tried to, like, turn against me, I'm literally friends with all of them. And none of them are friends with her. Like, Ooh. none of them. <laughs> yeah. Look at karma. Right. So <laughs> none of them, I think a couple of them maybe will speak to her, like, if they see her or, like, will comment on social mm-hmm. media. But none of them talk to them, talk to her anymore. So I'm just like, like I said, firm believer in, you know, you do good things, good things come back. If you do ugliness and put ugliness into the world, well, that is above me. He, mm-hmm. universe, karma, whatever you believe in, right. will handle. Any and everything will be handled. Yeah, so that's where we are now. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting to hear that in the very beginning, they were all super close to her. And now as time's gone on and we've gotten older, that their friendship with her has kind of, you know, grown apart and did whatever may have happened. and you're still friends with all the people you want to be friends with. I feel like that really just speaks to kind of a character thing. In high school, I can even attest to, I was not paying attention to so much. I was in my own little bubble. And I feel like the the other girls were probably kind of the same way. Like, this is my bubble. This is my little Mm -hmm. tunnel vision. 
and I'm not really seeing what else is going on outside of that. So yeah, it's good no, to hear about the growth of everybody. Yeah, and like you said, like it speaks to the character things. I think people were the rest of the group was just really attracted to like just my realness. Like they knew I was mm-hmm. no guess. Whatever I tell you is how I feel. Like you never have to guess what I feel towards you because obviously Riley had stuff going on in her mind towards me that I had no idea about. Like people don't have to worry about that with me. I would say what I mean. I mean what I say point blank period. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think that that's like you said, they were definitely more just into that. And like you said, you grow older and you learn stuff too. And like realize yeah. friends that you actually want to keep and people who are good for you. Very true. So before we hop into the lessons, cause I'm very interested to hear what you learned from this situation. Mm-hmm. Majority of the stories I have been told on this podcast so far are from the perspective of the person who is choosing to leave the friendship or choosing Mm -hmm. to break up the friendship. What advice do you have for the best friend that's getting broken up with? Mm. I think, so I feel like even though I technically walked away from Riley, she also like cut me off in a sense too. Like I said, she was kind of like alluding to the fact that she didn't want me in the group anyways, right? With her actions. So my advice for people is like, I think people should analyze it when people cut you off. Cause obviously you have to see some things, let it be water in your back. Cause some people are not going to like you for who you are and just be a hater, whatever. That's fine. But there are some things too, that sometimes people will say about you and the reason they cut you off and that has some truth to it. And I think it's mm. really important to, you know, take in what they said and kind of figure out, okay, does this apply to me? Can I grow from what they said? So for example, I had from an, the other friendship breakup I had, she told me that she felt like she couldn't like FaceTime me or call me just whenever sometimes. And I was confused by that. So to me, like I will always pick up the phone for my friends, like whatever. But at the same time, I know I hate also being on the phone. Sometimes like I hate, like sometimes I'll be so busy and everything like the idea of like, okay, if I call you, I know we're going to be on the phone for an hour. I'm just like, don't want to do that. (laughs) Right. I don't want to do that. And so I learned that from what she said, instead of like being so pissed off, like, what are you talking about? Da, 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 I was just like, okay, I took it. And now I've gotten a lot better at that. I've asked my friends to like, hey, do you feel this way also? So I think it's just yeah. like analyzing what people tell you when you get, you know, quote unquote, broken up with and mm-hmm. seeing how you can better yourself because obviously you're no longer going to better the relationship. If you get uh, the friendship, yeah. if you get cut off, you get cut off. It's so dead, now, yeah. right. So you might as well better yourself since that is dead. <laughs> Yeah, that also kind of just flows into receiving any kind of feedback. Just kind of mm-hmm. look at it. Are there any nuggets of truth in there? Exactly. Let me not try to get too butthurt about what's being said. Take the little pieces of truth, if there are any, try to make myself better and keep it pushing. Exactly. And make it better for the next friendships or the friendships you already have. So from the whole situation, what nuggets of truth have you found about yourself and what lessons have you taken away and implemented into other relationships? So I would say the first one was about my faith. So what I didn't mention is Riley was also um, a preacher's daughter. And that whole group was very, very religious. All these things that, you know, that's what they did. And I was in a place where I was kind of lost in my faith and still trying to find, you know, how I want to operate my faith, my relationship with God, all those things. And so seeing that they were very religious people and everything, that's also what brought me into like the group and everything. And so I kind of would follow them. And so with that situation, like the way they are so judgmental, the way that 
obviously Riley was really mean the way the rest of them just like turned on me when I saw that I was like okay if this is how religious people are like I don't want any part of it part of it yeah so instead of growing my faith I literally regressed and it was like I didn't work on my faith at all like I literally was done I didn't want any part of it so it's like this is then kind of an ugly community I don't want to be a part of that and so kind of my lesson learned from that and now obviously my faith has grown very close with God, found my own path. So that's all great. But based on my lesson learned in that part is I was in a very vulnerable place with my faith. And so when you're in a vulnerable place and you're in a place trying to find growth, you have to be so careful of who you're surrounding yourself with. Oh, that just gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Cause think about like, if you're a plant literally, and you're not there to get sunlight, knocking the right nutrients, you're not going to grow. So it's the same thing. So like when you're in a place of vulnerability, you're trying to grow, you're trying to find another part of yourself and elevate. It's so important to first see and check, okay, who am I keeping around me? What kind of environment am I in? Are you going to foster my growth? Are you going to keep me stagnant? Are you going to make me even go backwards? So that was the first lesson. And then the second one, which probably honestly has now affected my life ever since then was basically having solidarity in myself and in being alone. So that situation, that was probably my first best friend that really like walked out of my life. And so that showed me that anybody at any time could walk out of your life. And it also showed me like, no one is entitled to respect you, to love you, Mm -hmm. to care for you, like none of that. So basically you got to be good with you. You going to be stuck with yourself regardless. Right. Right. And because like I said, I give people a lot. I'm pretty sure I would have kind of crumbled once uh, Riley and I stopped being as close, but I, luckily I was close to the soccer girls. So like that kind of helped me, but it was honestly a wake up call in building on my self-worth and my own security to the point that anyone who left me didn't leave with a part of me too. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> let me calm down. That was crazy. <laughs> I, I think you, that's so important because yeah especially as young females growing up, you know, a lot of, a lot of us have these insecurities and we kind of try to place our self-worth in the validation of other people and in the presence of other people. Mm-hmm. But like you said, no one's entitled to stick around ever or exactly. give you any kind of respect or love. So yeah, dang, that, exactly. was, that was a good one. Thank you. And so it's like the one thing I always have had like now and then is like, no matter who left me, no matter what friendships ended, whatever, like I was good with me and myself and I, and that has saved me so much, right? Song plays in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And so like that has gotten me through so much and just has made me just really, really solid in myself. And I think Mm -hmm. that friendship was a very big turning point in my life. Like I said, just for my own self-worth and my own self-value, because even Gabby, high school Gabby as a whole, like, we. Like, you know, like I was so very vibrant, loving person and kid and all that stuff. And like, but as far as like my self-worth stuff, that has just like skyrocketed and like refused to take, be taken advantage of. And it's also like what you know you can offer to a friendship. I think that was the Mm -hmm. other thing too, is like, I learned that I'm a bit like a loving person. I love deeply. I give a lot to people, all these things. So it's like, when you analyze too, what I can offer, it's like, if you're not appreciating it or you think you can go somewhere else, go ahead. Cause I know Ooh. someone's gonna appreciate what I can offer. Yes, wow, okay, empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you gotta empower the people, man. 
True, true. Dang. Okay. You got any more? I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I think it's just really important to, like I said, take what you can from friendships and just love yourself too. Cause like I said, people leave you, people will do you dirty. People will talk behind your back. And I think it cuts way deeper when you believe in it and you follow what they say rather than it's like, I mean, I've had some nasty rumors spread around about me before. Mm-hmm. And I literally can laugh because I'm like, I know that's not me. How are you spreading it with rumors? You saying something about me I didn't even know about me. What? That's <laughs> what are you talking crazy. About? Yeah. So it's just like that just security, both in friendships and relationships, like just yeah. saves you so much. And it like just working on a whole lot of worry and stress. Yeah. Yeah. And just it's figuring out because obviously we're gonna keep making friends for the rest of our lives. And you got to just be careful of who you bring into your circle and what you give to the world and everything because it's on you at the end of the day. Everything falls on you. Even if someone does you wrong, you're left with the pieces. So what you going to do with them? What you going to (laughs) do? If I leave. (laughs) Dang. Okay, Gabby, thank you so much for sharing your story. It really just sounds like even though this was a friendship breakup of someone who you at one point held deeply held close to your heart, you just really took the situation and just elevated looking at the woman that you are today, talking about your self-worth. Like Mm -hmm. I know you would not go through the situations in the future that you have in the past. Right. Just thank you for, for setting up this platform. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for being you. Thank you. And I appreciate you offering yourself to, to be the host and everything. It was just so different, like being on the other side for me and like talking and sharing my story. So I appreciate that idea and you willing to do this. So I hope you all enjoy this friendship breakup story. That is mine. Worlds reversed. And please tune in for the next episode. Thanks y'all. Bye. In the beginning, we were inseparable to become one. Now a season's over, absence is your trophy.